Welcome to Victorious Living. He said, surely he has, he has borne, he's carried our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. That's how the people saw him. That's how they saw him on the cross. But in God's sight, he took our sicknesses, he took our diseases, he took, took our discomfort, he took, he took our poverty, he took our worry, he took our care, and on and on we could go, can go. He did it, he carried it away by placing it upon himself. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us divine healing and looking at Jesus, our scapegoat. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares Jesus, our scapegoat. And he said, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, now watch this, and labor of love. So labor means that there is a work in, in where love is concerned. You have to work at loving. Amen. Thank you for those three amen. We have to work in loving people. And faith works by the work of faith works by the work of love. And so it's an ever ongoing process that we will never complete as long as we're here in our bodies on the earth. Now, let me say this before I say that so I can say them, okay. Uh, that uh, uh, as long as we live in this fallen state that the world is in, and believe me, it's in a fallen state. There's not any question about that. Not any question about that at all. As long as we're here in this earth, these things, these principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, they roam the planet. The Bible says that Satan is ever looking seeking whom he may devour. He goes about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He does not, he does not play favorites with the Christian, the non-Christian, the young or the old. He doesn't play favorites. He, he devours everybody that he can. He robs from everybody he can. He makes everybody he can sick. So he doesn't play favorites. And so you need to know that you're not an isolated target. He targets all of us. And so Paul is, is commending the, the work of faith and uh, in other places, the work of love uh, where our lifestyle is concerned. But let's look this morning here uh, about what Jesus has done, God has done in Christ for us. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. And this is not something that I think you don't know. This is something that you should know. It's not a choice. If I'm going to have health, if I'm going to receive healing, believing what I'm going to read to you is not just something you can do or can't do or don't want to do. It is necessary and something that we must do 
in order that Satan cannot, uh, cannot steal, kill, and destroy where our lives are concerned. Now, I meet a, I've met a lot of people, let me say, along the way, you know, they get real prideful in their faith. Thank you for your amen. And uh, they can get real prideful. And they'll make a statement like, I'll never be sick. And I visit them in the hospital the next week. Don't get prideful with your faith. Be humble. Have humility. Have love. And be at peace. And live your life of faith. Work out your own salvation. That's what Paul tells us. To, to work out your salvation. That means there's something that you're doing where redemption and salvation is concerned. And he's left it up to me to work it out. Love and faith are two things that we use to work it out. So it's easy to get offended. All right, now don't y'all shout me down. It's easy to get offended. It's the easiest thing you'll ever do is get offended. Because some people wear that little can of offense up on their shoulder and the devil comes along and knocks it off. And what spills out of it, I don't like you. I don't care if you like me or not. I don't like the way you do things. I don't like the way that person looks. I don't like how they talk. I don't like... That's what the devil does. What's he trying to do? Make you sick. What's he trying to do when he makes you sick? He's trying to kill you. And so we have the answer to the problem. Okay, now, amen. We've got a lot of space in here this morning to say amen. Let it reverberate. All right, let's read. Isaiah 53, verse four. Surely, now when God uses the word sure, surely, that means that there's no question about it where God is concerned. Surely, surely. Have you ever had anybody ask you to do something for them? do them a favor, whatever, and you say, surely, I surely will, then they can put some confidence in that. I surely will. You know, I need for you to pick this up at the store for me. Well, I'll be glad to, I surely will. That's giving your word. That's giving your intent to do what you've been asked to do. So when God uses the word surely, there is, there is his, his whole heart is behind that, surely. So he says here, surely, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. It doesn't say, I think he did. Perhaps he did. He said, surely. He has, he has borne, he's carried our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. That's how the people saw him. That's how they saw him on the cross. That's how they looked at him, smitten of God, like, like, like he's a criminal. But in God's sight, he took our sicknesses, he took our diseases, 
He took, took our discomfort. He took, he took our poverty. He took our worry. He took our care. And on and on we could go, can't go. He did it. He carried it away by placing it up on himself. Surely he has. He has borne. He has carried our griefs, which is, which is the word for sickness, and carried our sorrows, which is the word for disease. He was, he was stricken, smitten of God, it says. That's how they saw him. But yet, in, the, in whatever his feelings and emotions were, he was bearing that because that belonged to us, but he's taken it to pay the price for it. And so surely, everybody say surely. It's, it's, it's not a, a happenstance. It might, it may, it could be. No, sir. Jesus did it all. So the word born means to lift up. He's lifted up off of us our sicknesses and our diseases. He's lifted those up. He has borne, or it means to bear away, uh, to bear away or to remove to a distance all of these things that Satan has come to do to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we know this then, that sometimes people can get crosswise with us and, and think, well, my goodness, how, how, how are you going to go to heaven unless you die? We'll leave your body. But see, we've become so acquainted with the negative side of it that we feel like if we don't leave this world with a sickness or a disease, how am I going to leave this world? And so the enemy gets all involved in our thinking, all involved in sometimes in, in preaching and teaching people, all of us. But I thank God for the day that I came across Brother Hagin. And I admire him so greatly for the stand that he took. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know it, the criticism that he took during his life. And so grief is defined by strong, strong concordance as sickness and sorrows is defined as disease. The word born is a Levitical word and was applied to the scapegoat that bore the sins of Israel. Let me say that again, that born, he, surely he hath born. Born is a Levitical word and was applied to the scapegoat that bore the sins of Israel. Now let's look at that just for a moment. In Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 22. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited. To a land, uh, the word inhabited mean to a barren and desolate land. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited, and he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. So we see this is a type of Christ. It's a type of what Jesus did, but the scapegoat, the, the, the priest would lay hands on that goat send it away into the wilderness or an uninhibited land away. And so this is a type of Jesus, what he took away and carried away for us. But an animal couldn't do that because an animal's blood couldn't cleanse them. So they were continually having to do this. But our scapegoat, 
our Lord, our Savior, when he bore this. He hath borne, surely he has borne our griefs and our sorrows and carried them away. But here's the big difference. His blood washed them away. His blood remitted. The word remit means to take away, to carry away, not to come back. And so we see then that, uh, and the goat, uh, Leviticus 16, 22, and the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities into or unto a land not inhabited, a land barren and desolate, and he shall let go and, and, and the goat, let, let go of the goat uh, into the wilderness. So we see then that the wilderness, barren, desolate, where no people live, that goat would be carried away to that place, uh, paying with, with, the, with the sacrifice, would uh, take care. There was a lid then was placed on the sins of Israel, but not remitted. It was, they were not remitted. They were not cleansed because a goat's blood or an animal's blood could not remit. It just pushed it further down the road for the next year. And so the high priest laid his hands upon this goat and by faith... It's our hope that today's message, Divine Healing, Jesus, Our Scapegoat, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 29. Today's special offer number is 29. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.